Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Football Fig Nuts podcast. If you're keeping track at home, this should be episode number 192, which means it's our fourth season and 42nd episode. My name is Britt. I'm Craig. And Craig, we are back. We're, we, you know, we, we're doing two weeks in a row. Yes. We haven't been doing we haven't been doing weekly quite so much lately just because there are, the news has been kind of slow and steady. Um we have the Aaron Rodgers saga. We fi- Julio's finally traded. Stuff's finally starting to go on. And more importantly, believe it or not, it's time to start getting ready for some of the the early season aspects of it, which is what our main topic is going to be about today, which is best ball. It is best ball time, guys. That's I crazy talk. It. I can't believe it, but it really is. If you want to do best ball, now is the time to start doing it. So here we are, but let's start where we always start. Craig, what are you drinking tonight? Tonight, I have a lovely can of beer from a place called Treehouse. Oh. This, <clears throat> excuse me, is Curiosity 102. It is a okay. Treehouse double IPA. It is 8.3%. I have not had this one, and uh, if you've listened to our our podcast before, or you know anything about beer in the New England area, uh, Treehouse is a fantastic brewery in Massachusetts. People literally drive from hours around to go there, and they don't distribute. They do not. Sadly, they, you you go to them. They couldn't. You know what? <laughs> Here's a simple fact: they couldn't distribute. They couldn't. They, they, I've been in that facility and they have pallets upon pallets upon pallets of their beers and they still would not be able to meet demand. They really wouldn't. They have lines all the time. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Last time I was there, I made the mistake of going on a, on a a football Sunday when the Patriots were off. Oh dear. (laughs) Over 200 in Massachusetts. There was over 200 people in the just to go line. Wow. It was so bad that when we were halfway through the line, there was a person from Treehouse moving up and down the line. And and their system was not bad. Their system was very well done. But there's a person moving up down the line with a little handheld uh, card reader who, if you wanted a beer while you were waiting, they would order you a beer and someone would bring it from the bar. That's how busy it gets. When you get to the front there... There's like it's like a little menu list. They give you this little piece of paper when you get inside the door. This is all the people outside the door, and you take a golf pencil and mark off how many cans because they were selling by the can at that point. I don't know if they still are, but you'd mark off how many cans of each type you want. You handed this piece of paper to a person. He immediately turned around, typed it into an iPad, and then looked at you with a total. By the time you swiped your card and he gave you your receipt, there was a person with your beer there. Wow. We bought just over, we bought a case of it. We just bought a case. We got to get two or three cans of this, two or three cans of this, blah, blah, blah. Literally, a, another person just came out of the back with our case, looked at the guy and said, number 52, and our guy went, yep, and he handed him the case and he handed it to us. The time, from the time we actually said hello to an employee and the time we were out of there was under two minutes. So it's wow. not an inefficient system. That's it crazy. is just it is just that popular. So all right, so tell me about this beer. You've you've had time to taste it while I've been rambling. Tell me what you think. Uh so this is really, really smooth. It's mm-hmm. slightly juicy and kind of has a malt aftertaste. Interesting. Um going by the can, because they use really small print. Um oh, yeah. this is brewed with a new to us base malt. And paired with El Dorado and Citra hops, Curiosity oh, no. 102's taste is brimming with potential and originality. The path yeah. ahead is uncertain, but we're excited to be along for the ride. Nice. Very, Very good. Very nice. Excellent. I am not drinking tonight. I am I am dealing with some of my anxiety today, um, which I've been op- open about in the past. And there are days where my anxiety is just like, dude, go home and have a beer and just relax. And there are days where... My anxiety is like, dude, have a beer. Everything will be fine. You'll see. <laughs> it's one of those second kind of days. My mind is very agitated today. Alcohol is only going to make me have weird ass dreams and not sleep well. So I'm I'm foregoing the beer tonight. Um, so Craig will have to drink for the two of us, which I'm sure is not a problem <laughs> for him. So nah. <laughs> all right. 
Burning hot takes. There is so much going on that I'm not even going to ask him if he wants to give or receive. I'm taking full control of this, okay. and I am going to give tonight. Okay. Because there are a couple things that we need to discuss just right off the bat. First and foremost, today is June 9th, 2021. That's our recording date. And Loki has finally <laughs> debuted on Disney+. Plus. It has. Question one, have you watched it yet? I have not. Okay, so me neither. Okay. I have actively avoided most of my normal social media today because I don't want to have any sort of spoilers or anything like that. So I've been avoiding all forms of normal media. So then my question to you, mm-hmm. you watched you watched WandaVision, right? Yes. You watched Falcon and Winter Soldier, right? Not done with it, but yeah. You're not done with it no. yet? I'm bad. I'm. I got really into Bad Batch. That took up my time. I haven't started Bad Batch. <laughs> See, that's where it is. I'm caught up on Castlevania. I haven't even started Bad Batch yet. <laughs> oh, yeah, you got it. Oh, Castlevania was <clears throat> epic. That was a good show. That's a whole other thing. Yeah, that's it, it. It really was. And there's 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 going to be. The, um, Netflix has confirmed there will not be a fifth season of Castlevania. Sad. But they are in discussions with the show creator to do a spinoff in the Castlevania universe. Hmm. So interesting. Yeah. I, and there's so many chances, so many places for them to go right now. I, I don't want to say anything more than that, but when you get to the end of it, you're going to be like, okay, I see four, maybe five spinoffs. There's, wow, there's really? Like, well, it's not, there's not a lot of loose ends. There's just in the end of any good story, particularly even a story about like, like vampires. There's somebody walks away from the fight, right? I mean, at the end of it, there's always a couple of people you know, I mean, th- did you watch Game of Thrones? Were you a Game of Thrones guy? Yeah. <clears throat> I watched it. Okay. I watched Do you remember it. the end of the series? The end of the series, Bran is the new king. Mm-hmm. The oldest daughter, whose name I can't remember, is the Queen of the North. Uh, and then Sansa. The assa- right? Sansa, yeah. And then the assassin daughter, mm-hmm. whose name I'm dra- dra- blanking on too, she's on a boat going across the sea to find her fortune. There's all these different paths, right? Mm. You could do a series about how any of them go about their lives from that point on. I felt that way at Castlevania. I felt that way that at the end of it, I was like, okay, those characters could take us somewhere. Oh, that character's going to go that way. Okay, that might be interesting. Oh, maybe we'll get something about that character. There was there was a lot of, a lot of places it could go. But anyway, I'm getting way off my topic. WandaVision. Then we had Falcon and Winter Soldier. Now we have Loki, right? Right. <clears throat> With sight unseen, just based on the hype, and just based on the, the trailers, mm-hmm. where does Loki fit in? If you had to order the three, based on the information you have now, how do you order them? Like in timeline? <clears throat> no, no, in, in terms of preference. So did you like <clears throat> WandaVision better, or did you like Falcon and the Winter Soldier better? Mm. See, I don't know if I can answer that, because I'm not done with Falcon. Because would, Based would, on... It's, it's only on the information you have now. Uh, I'm going to go with WandaVision for right now. Was the better? Right. As of right now. So So is Loki in your... Based on just the trailers and the hype, is mm-hmm. Loki going to be better than what you know about Falcon and Winter Soldier? Mm-hmm. Gut feeling. Yes. Okay. Is it going to be better than WandaVision? Mm, unsure. Okay, I'm gonna say I, I think you have the right order. I think it's gonna be number two. I think it, one. I, I have I have the same order. I thought I, I, and I loved I loved Falcon and Winter Soldier, but I think Loki is gonna be. I, I just got a feeling that it's gonna be a bigger series than people are expecting from it. And there's a lot of hype around it. It's not like it's underhyped. I just think it's gonna be even bigger than people expect. So I am watching it tomorrow. Oh, good. I am setting aside time in my good. schedule, and I'm gonna watch it tomorrow, <clears throat> as you should. I was going to watch it tonight, and then I just got sidetracked with other stuff. So it'll be tomorrow. All right. Question to you. What do you got for me? Uh, so for me, you know, we've heard about, and, you know, we'll probably touch on it. We've heard about um, Julio Jones leaving. There's Aaron Rodgers saga. You know, you mentioned those before. But mm-hmm. <clears throat> there is someone, a big-name player, who... <sighs> May or may not start the beginning of the season because he oh. is unsure 
how his bod what his body is going to tell him to do. You leave Blake Bortles alone. <laughs> and that man's name is Saquon Barkley. So he's, they he's... asked <clears throat> they asked him when his you know the timetable for his return is. Mm-hmm. And he said he's taking it one day at a time. And it's going to oh, be whenever my body tells me I'm ready. Oh, my God. That is such sports talk for I have no idea what's happening. Mm-hmm. Are you are you ready to go? Ugh, taking it one day at a time. Translation, I have no idea. I'm going to listen to my body. Translation, I have no idea if I'm going to play in anytime soon. So are the Giants screwed again? Yes. Yes. I said that what's his name? I'm not I'm drawing a blank. Who's that guy? The, the freaking uh, Giants quarterback. Smith. Oh, the no. quarterback, Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones. I keep wanting to say Dave Brown. Wow. And that's that's like 30 years old. That's a 30-year-old <laughs> reference that when David Brown was there. Um uh, Daniel Jones. Dan, I predicted a big step forward for Daniel Jones last year and it didn't come and I think half the reason it didn't come is Saquon Barkley got hurt. Now the Giants went out and they brought in a lot of what they think are good pieces, right? They went out and they got, hold on, I'm, I'm going to go and look at their depth chart on the fly here. Uh, they brought in a bunch of, of old wideouts, <laughs> didn't they? Yeah, they brought in Kenny Galladay. Great. Mm-hmm. They brought in John Ross. Yep. Hopefully he stays Dante healthy. Pettis. Dante Pettis is there, and that's to add to Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton. You still got Evan Ingram there. You have targets. You had targets before. I think Slayton, Shepard, and Ingram were a decent trio before. Now you're bringing Kenny Galladay. And can I just be brutally honest for a second? Sure. Everybody's like, oh, my God, Kenny Galladay is. I heard a New York station call it the Giants prize free agent. Really? Hmm. Is that like is that like the best smelling piece of crap on the sidewalk is the prize <laughs> piece of crap? I mean, Kenny Galladay is not that fa- is not game breaking. It's not like Julio going to t- to Tennessee. So if Barkley does not start the season, they're in trouble. Now, here's the other part of it. The other part of it is you have to consider they still play in the NFC East. <laughs> And so six games might be a championship. <laughs> people pe- people are laying money that Washington is going to get a game or two better this year, and they're going to dominate the division because the division hasn't gotten any better. That's because, very possible. And that is possible. That is possible. Ron Rivera is not a slouch. Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to be under center. We all know what that means. It's Fitz that magic means, time. It means it's one in three start, and then either they bench him or they start talking about benching him, and the guy starts throwing for 4,000 yards a game every bloody freaking time. <laughs> if you guarantee Ryan Fitzpatrick's money, Ryan Fitzpatrick ain't walking through the door. If you sit there and go, well, we're going to see what we have in Ryan Fitzpatrick, then the goddamn guy is going to go 31 for 35, <laughs> six touchdowns at 510 yards. Every week. <laughs> it Seriously, I've never seen anybody who is more – motivated by demotion than Ryan Fitzpatrick is. <laughs> he really you know, is. Oh, he went to the Jets. He was great as a Jet. They signed him to the big contract, and all of a sudden, now, yep. he, well, coaching, but he was good when he got there. And if he's good when he gets there, the dude is the dude is, is, is motivated by his own failure or his own potential for failure. So the best thing you can do is constantly tell him you're thinking about benching him. <laughs> <laughs> which just they might get in, get, which may or may not be true but just do it so okay so anyway so yes i do believe the giants will be in trouble if barkley doesn't start the year now if barkley's going to miss one or two games i'm not worried about it um it also, but it also affects his ranking for things like fantasy which is what we primarily talk about so we'll talk about that in best ball in a second i think that that hurts his his rankings i, I think that that's that's a problem what do you think are the giants ineffective without barkley after seeing what happened last year, yes. Because everyone says the NFL is is a big-time passing league now. but And I put this in our group before, but if you look at the Panthers, the Giants, the Titans, mm-hmm. um, just as a few examples, those teams are run first. And yeah. then, you know, other than the Titans, 
like the other team's receivers, you know, if the other team's receivers gets hurt, that's kind of a big deal. But then you look at the Titans and then it doesn't really matter who the receivers are. But those teams are still run first and their whole offense is built around that. Mm -hmm. And I feel like teams have a really like there's no backup plan if their running back gets hurt. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't think the Giants, if he's not there a week when that week one, I think they're in trouble. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about Julio in a second. My second question for you, and then we'll, we're going to touch on Julio, and then we're going to get to best ball. Um, so I found an article today on NFL.com. Nine NFL bandwagons to hop on in 2021. <laughs> and okay. I just want to go through these really quickly. And sure. you tell me, don't have, we don't have to do a ton on each one of them. Just really quickly, are you on the bandwagon and why not? And by the way, this is by Adam Shine. If you, if you, if you know New York sports, you know Adam Shine. So Adam Shine is the one who put this list together. So just really quickly, yes or no, and why yes or no. Okay. Are you on the bandwagon for the Tennessee Titans? No. Why? Because uh, even with Julio there, they still have Derrick Henry, and they are the same team. With him there, Ryan, it does not matter who their receivers are. Ryan Tannehill is still the quarterback. And he's still the quarterback. And he's they're still going to give the ball to Henry. He's He's been great since he's been there. There's he has no been. He's been better since he's, he's been, been there. He's been better. He's still Ryan Tannehill. So, no, I'm not on the bandwagon either. Joe Burrow, bandwagon, yes or no? Uh, yeah, duh. Why? Uh, because he's the savior of Cincinnati. <laughs> no, but I've been watching him uh, at practice since he's had his knee injury. He, Other than seeing the brace on his knee, it doesn't look like he's missed a step at all. The Jesus of Joe Burrow is, <laughs> yeah, it's hard not to be on that bandwagon. If Mixon stays... Um, healthy and T Higgins and Tyler Boyd continue to have that, that uh, chemistry. Oh, and by the way, Jamar chase, um, you know, I I think it's hard to not be on that bandwagon. So Brandon Staley, the new head coach of the LA chargers bandwagon or not. Nah, nah, no. Why? Because other than their quarterback, I think the Chargers have a lot of issues. And I don't know how long he's going to be there before they're like, meh. Well, they just brought him in. Yeah, I know. But you figure a coach has, what, three years? Two or three, yeah. So. But he's walking through the door with Justin Herbert. And a lot of coaches walk through the door and they don't have a quarterback that they. This guy likes Herbert and he wants to stick with Herbert. The other part of it, you got to remember the other side of the ball in L.A. for the Chargers is not a slouch. And that's what Justin, that's what Adam Shine writes about. Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey. Oh, and there's the other guy. What's his name? Oh, that's right. Joey freaking Bosa. The problem mm-hmm. with Joey Bosa is that you have to recharge him. He's like a, <laughs> he's like a flip phone from the 90s. I mean, I remember that first game against the Chiefs. The Chiefs were dominated by the Chargers the first half, and then all of a sudden, Joey Bosa looked like he needed a nap. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe they need to rotate him more. He he blitzed and rushed like a madman every play of the first half. I mean, that is they tiring. Were... Yeah. It, it, oh, God, there's no question. I was like, there's no way this man can keep it up. There's no man. I think he hit – I think he hit – Mahomes three or four times in the first half, like just, just made contact with him, not necessarily sacks or tackles or, but he rushed him on almost every play. Mahomes had very little time in the pocket. And then finally at the end of the second quarter, Reed was like, screw this crap. Listen, snap the ball, take two steps in the pocket and then take off. (laughs) We'll teach them to flood the backfield. And that's what they were doing. They were rushing the edge. They were trying to clog the middle so they couldn't run and just force um, Mahomes to stand in the pocket and throw. So Mahomes drops back, goes one, two, and then tucks the ball and starts running like a madman through whatever hole he can find. And all of a sudden, he's running 20 yards downfield. He had something like 112 yards rushing that game. It, and then that was when they had to pull him back. But then Bosa ran out of gas, and the Chiefs went on to roll because the, they're the Chiefs. That team 
could be better. So I'm going to say yes, I'm on that bandwagon. Next one. Okay. C.D. Lamb. <clears throat> Am I on the bandwagon for C.D. Lamb? Yes. Uh, I mean, it is the Cowboys. And again, here's the thing. It, it, like, uh, is <laughs> My question is, is Elliot and uh, Dak, <clears throat> are Dak and Elliot going to stay healthy long enough for C.D. Lamb to get the ball? I, I think Dak know. will. I think Dak will. Um, I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not worried about Dak. I, I think I am. I'm getting my popcorn ready. I'm, I'm <laughs> you know, still in the Terrell Owens line, which Adam Shine also does make sure, giving credit to the places where I'm seeing it. I'm getting my popcorn ready. I think this is the breakout year for CeeDee Lamb, and he was no slouch last year. I think he's a breakout this year. Chase Young in Washington, rookie of the year defensively last year. Are you on the bandwagon? Uh, especially in that division, yes. I got to see another year. I just, I, I got to see, based, if I'm going just on what I know, kind of like I was saying with like Loki, just based on trailers, that's where I feel like I'm at here. Mm-hmm. I'm basing it just on a very small sample size. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm on board. I got to see him do it two years in a row. If he does it two years in a row, I'll buy a freaking <laughs> jersey. I mean, I just, I think the guy is, is going to be, I think he has the potential to be special, but I'm not quite there yet. I've got a reserved sign on that fair. bandwagon. What's that? No, that's that's a fair assessment. Oh, okay. I agree. The Arizona Cardinals, on the bandwagon or not? Uh, <clears throat> hmm. Is Larry Fitz coming back next season? I don't know. Is he? Didn't he <laughs> if, he his is, if he is, then yes. I don't think I'm worried about Larry <clears throat> Fitzgerald for the first time ever. No, I, I just don't. I, I think um, everything I'm seeing here says he's still going to play. He's 37. My God, bless him. Um, I think this team I think this team was a a Kyler Murray health issue away from being a playoff team last year. So, you know, and people forgot because it happened so early in the free season. But J.J. Watt's there now. Their defense got <clears throat> significantly better. Well, actually, so, here, here you go really quick. Sure. I have their home, their home opponents, and you just tell me win or loss. All right, this is home opponents. Go <clears throat> in in order. So Vikings, yeah. win. Forty Niners, win. Houston. Oh my God! Can can I give them two wins? <laughs> no, just one. <laughs> All right, one. All right. Uh, Packers. Uh, I'm gonna say loss. Panthers. Win. Chargers. Win. Colts. Win. And Seahawks. Loss. So I got what, six and two? Six and two at home. Six and two at home. You go 500 on the road and you're nine and seven. Yeah. No. No, no. you're not. What Math. the hell am I doing? That's four. Ten and six. <laughs> there you go. Told you I wasn't feeling well. <laughs> Ten and six. I, now, the real question is, is 10-6 and going to get you into the playoffs in that division that's really talented? <clears throat> that's a good question. 10-6 and six might not make the playoffs in the NFC West. 10-6, and six, and you can rest players for two weeks in the NFC East. In the <laughs> NFC West, you might be playing for that 10th win just to get in. That is, that is very, very true. It's possible. It's possible. So... All right, uh, one or two more. Uh, Miami Dolphins on the bandwagon, yes or no? Uh, no, I don't. I don't know. I just feel like the Dolphins are unorganized. I just want to point out one thing because I'm not on the bandwagon either. Mm-hmm. That team won ten games last year. I know, crazy, right? How? Um, How? They didn't have to play the Bills that much. I don't know. I guess. <laughs> That's yes. that's right. th- that division is the Bills division to lose. So yes, it is. It is the AFC East is the exact same thing it's been every year for the last twenty years. There is one good team, and everyone else is chasing it. The only thing that's changed is that team is no longer called the New England Patriots. It's now called the Buffalo Bills. Hell, go back thirty years because before there was the Patriots, <laughs> there was the Buffalo Bills again. <laughs> that's true. God, that it's that's really true. You know, Go back to the Jim Kelly 90s. That 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 has been a one-team division for a very, very long time. And sorry, Jets fans, it has never been the Jets. Not the since Jets have the, never been. 
you know, not since pre-NFL. Not yeah, not since before I was born. AFL. So and that one right. year that Marino was a rookie and they went to the Super Bowl. But yeah, oh yeah, well yeah, and so okay, so the <laughs> with small gaps, you can make an argument that there's been it's been a one team division back into the seventies. <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway, all right. Cam Akers, bandwagon, yes or no? Really, Cam Akers? Cam Akers, really? I he says it's time to get on the bandwagon. Um, I, no. I, I agree. No, why? <laughs> I agree. He he thinks that it's but this could be Cam Akers' breakout year. He says he's not. He he doesn't know, but he's thinking could be a, a legit top ten running back. I disagree. So we'll see. Last one. Okay. Dan Campbell, the new head coach of the Detroit Lions. Are you on the bandwagon or not? <laughs> I am only because how like out there he is for a coach. Yes. So yes. Yes. And 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 his quarterback is looking for righteous vengeance against everyone who has wronged him. <laughs> That's true. It's, I mean, he's going to come out with a Guy Fawkes mask on. He's going to be so <laughs> looking for vendettas. I mean, it's just... I, I, I hope they do well. I mean, uh, uh, I well is a good, was a good draft pick. I loved that. That's going to help Deandre Swift and Jared Goff. I love it both. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, let's move on because okay. I've already taken up half the episode with our other stuff. All right. So really quick, we got touch base on Julio. Julio Jones goes to Tennessee. Uh, my only statement on this is if a great receiver goes to a team and no one can throw him the ball, does he make a sound? <laughs> because I'm not convinced that Tannehill is going to be able to do this. Tannehill's Pretty... net is not Matt Ryan. So. I think I think Matt Ryan's a better quarterback than Ryan Tannehill for passing. Yes, I, I think, think so, Ryan. I think Tannehill's more of a more of a game manager. Really? Yeah. Which I, I mean, you I know, agree. that's some teams need that, and that's how the Titans built their team, which is fine, but. I don't think Julio is going to have 1,800 yards in um, uh, in Tennessee. So I agree. I agree. I, I just I don't I personally don't see it. I just don't see it. Um, that's just that's just me. So I, I is it an upgrade? Yes. Yes. Bringing in good players are upgrades. But one guy on Twitter was like, I want you to look at the stats when they brought Jerry Rice to Oakland. Look at the pass attempts go up. When they brought Randy Moss to New England, look at the pass attempts go up. When they brought in Stefan Diggs to Buffalo, look at the pass attempts go up. Okay. Stefan Diggs went to a place with a new quarterback that needed a target. And mm-hmm. the other two teams were headed by um, Rich Gannon, who played <laughs> in the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. and Tom Brady, who played in several Super Bowls. And if it weren't for Tom Brady, Rich Gannon would have been in at least two Super Bowls. Because never forget, <laughs> that was the Blizzard game, the AFC Championship between New yep. England and Oakland. <clears throat> I remember that game. I remember that game all too well because my brother was at it and I was convinced he was going to die driving back from Foxborough. <laughs> convinced of it. I was like, God, I hope he just got a hotel and stayed somewhere in That's Massachusetts. That's what I would have done. At he, I was, I was at his house because they had just moved into a new condo and they got two small cats. And they're kittens and they were not comfortable leaving the cats unattended. So they're like, would you, and I lived a mile away at the time. They were like, can you, would you mind just watching the game at our house and maybe crashing on our couch? And I was like, absolutely. I'll do that. So at 4am I'm asleep on my brother's couch and the door opens and my brother <laughs> and his, his new wife, they've been married less than a year, stumble through looking like they've been through war. They are cold. They are snow covered and they look miserable. And I just went, go get yourself some showers and go to bed. I'll talk to you in the morning. <laughs> and just rolled over on the couch. And that was it. And it, but I mean, so I'll never forget that game. So again, well, but it's, look at all these passes. Great. Ryan Tannehill is not Rich Gannon, Russell Wilson, and, or Tom Brady. And none of those teams had Derrick Henry. None. That's right. So that's right. Yeah, that's right. I, <laughs> I mean, never mind. I said and I said Russell Wilson. I meant Josh Allen. He also used the comparison somebody getting to Seattle, but I can't remember what comparison he made. It wasn't Metcalf. I forget. He made some sort of comparison. But yes, when you bring a receiver in, and that was one of the best response to this guy's Twitter thread because all the Tennessee people were eating it up. But the best response was, show me that pass catches increased on a better percentage. Ah. So they threw the ball. 
They threw the ball more, I should say. I almost said bore mall. <laughs> they threw the ball more. Did they catch the ball more? And the guy never responded to that comment. Oh, I guess he looked up the stats and was like, well, let's ignore that. <laughs> Jerry Rice goes to Oakland and Rich Gannon throws the ball a dozen more times or 200 more times, whatever it is, of course, the season. But it only relates to it relates to like a 30 percent catch rate that it doesn't really matter. And the other thing that that comparison drew me, drove me nuts. Jerry Rice went to Oakland. It, they make it sound like there was no one there to catch the ball. Freaking Tim Brown was there. <laughs> yes, Tim Brown. The problem, the problem was Tim Brown was all they had. Mm-hmm. Like every play was throw the ball to Tim Brown. And yeah. so they brought in Jerry Rice so that they would have somewhere else to just get the <laughs> ball option. to. And it, another option. And they went to the goddamn AFC championship. Yeah, because you I, can't you can't double team both of them. So Exactly. Exactly. So all right, really quick, I want to spend a few minutes on best ball because best ball season yeah. is upon us. I have yet to do a single draft. I have not either. With best I, ball. I am gonna do one this week, so maybe we can do a little bit more on this next week as well. But yeah, we should ooh. Fantasy Pros so, has their mock their mock draft lobby open already. Oh. Is it? Oh no. Oh no, it's not. They have oh, a link sad. up. The link just says join a public mock draft this preseason. It's coming soon. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for that tease, you jerks. Okay. Best ball. Let's before we begin into general people or general people we like or dislike and all that, that kind of fun stuff. Because neither of us have done any. What's your strategy? What are you thinking going into the average best ball draft this year? Thinking general standard lineups, you know, one quarterback, two running backs, two wideouts, maybe a flex or two, et cetera, et cetera. 10 to 12 teams. What's your kind of strategy this year? Are you just ge- My, are you drafting younger? Are you drafting older? Are you going positional? Um, what do you think? I think I'm still going position. And I think because of how best ball is. And Mm -hmm. going by experience with injuries, because reminder, best ball, there's no pickups. There's no trades. No ads, no drops. Your roster is it. So, yeah. I'm going, I think I might actually go like three running backs first. Wow. If you remember back in the day, there was a infomercial. My brother used to love infomercials. My brother used to love infomercials. They were amusing. Him and I both enjoyed them. The, the magic bullet one where it, like it was like it was like a, a family got snowed in and so they had to make an entire breakfast just using their magic bullet and you could make like omelets and pancakes and all this crazy shit with it. it he loved that he thought that was the funniest show ever but there was always one for like this oven and the big slogan they tried to get you to say was you said it and forget it <laughs> and like they had a whole audience chanting this you want to cook a chicken you shove a chicken in you set it and forget it. Best ball is that oven. You set it, you draft, and you forget the team even exists until the last <laughs> week of the season when you're like, I wonder how my team's done. Because you can't add and drop anybody. There is no lineups to set. You literally draft and then just wait to see what happens, which can be both frustrating and oddly satisfying because if you're sure there's that one guy you're sure in the pit of your stomach that somebody's going to emerge, then you're good. Last year, you know who that guy was for me? And like my, one of my best, a couple of my best balls was Tony Pollard. Wow. Remember, remember <clears throat> yep. Zeke had, Zeke had COVID mm-hmm. and everybody was like, well, we don't know how much Zeke is going to play. And then he got, I picked up Tony Pollard like halfway through two or three drafts. And all of a sudden Zeke hobbles off the field and I'm like, I'm good. <laughs> I'm all set. Yep. Thanks. Mm-hmm. That's how best ball works. So you, you're thinking you want to go deep on running back. Okay, well, I'll tell you right now, I'm looking at Fantasy Pro's best ball rankings available publicly right now. They only have 12 experts on here right now. Why do I only have eight selected? Oh, because I turned off some of the ones I can't stand. Oh. Well, to be fair, let's Wait, turn them all on. players you can't stand or analysts? Analysts. Oh. Analysts. So if you've never used the Fantasy Pro sites, one of the things I like about Fantasy Pros is they pay a lot of folks for their rankings. Every week you can go in there and get a lot of posts, a lot of stuff from a lot of different sources. But let's say you don't, you don't and I'm going to toss this name out because it's the first name on the list. You don't trust Dan Harris. at You don't trust Dan Harris. 
First off, mm-hmm. you don't trust Dan Harris. You got a problem. Dan Harris is a legend, and Dan Harris can buy and sell any of our teams anytime he wants. <laughs> I can go in there and say exclude Dan Harris's rankings from the list. I don't okay. have to listen to. So you can do that. Um, I'm looking at a bunch of them, and they'll have more as the year goes on. But okay, so let's do this. Let's show me everybody. All right, the top six, seven, eight. The top eight players on the board consensus wise are all running backs. So your idea of grabbing running backs early and often is going to be popular. So let's just say you have the number one overall pick and it's a 10 player best ball. Let's also assume these rankings hold accurately at one. You you're going to, you're going to get Christian McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. Okay. Christian McCaffrey or Dalvin cook, Saquon Barkley. One of them's going to be there. And it's going to be snake, right? So you're going to be looking at pick 20. By that time, that by that time, according to these rankings, you're already okay. down to running back 13, and you're drafting Antonio Gibson. <clears throat> wow, really? Who's after Antonio it, Gibson? Uh, after him in, in the in the running back ranks? Yeah. J.K. Dobbins. Wow, really? That is how heavy the top 20 is in running backs. There are 13 running backs in the top 20 for best ball rankings right now. Everyone is going to be looking running back. So my, my strategy is running backs. If I can, there's always a position in best ball where I try to reach Mm -hmm. based on what's available. If I get great wideouts up available, I will take the great wideouts and then I got to reach for the running backs. Later, I got to look at running backs that have high upside, but may not produce right away. And uh, J.K. Dobbins is a great example of that. Okay. He's a great name for that one. Well, at least he was last year. I don't know about this year. Um, all right. So anyway, I play. Ba- I do kind of do positional too, but I use best available. So I might take a running back first, and then the second time I come around, my the best people on the board may be Stefan Diggs and Cam Akers. I'm probably taking Diggs. I'm probably hmm. taking Diggs, yeah, and then I'm going to have to reach somewhere else. So, yeah, I, I do. I do enjoy best ball. I, I highly recommend you guys You guys look at it. Yahoo's doing it. I believe DraftKings is doing it this year. Um, or FanDuel. One of the, Whoever bought out Draft.com is definitely going to be offering uh, them that this year. Was, that was FanDuel. FanDuel. I think they're probably going to be doing that. So let's talk about some of the names here. Like, let's talk about the top five. The top five are all running backs. Okay. And this is, this is again, early season, according to Fantasy Pros. You tell me which one you're taking. Okay. Maybe tell me, give me, like, the top two or three. All right. All right. So, in order, they're Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, Saquon Barkley, Derrick Henry, and Alvin Kamara. Wow. Who's your first choice? Let's say you're drafting second. Who's your first choice, and who's the guy you take if your first choice goes off the board before you? Uh, so my first choice would be Derrick Henry. Okay. And if he's not there, I would either go McCaffrey or Kamara. Okay. Ooh. The draft, uh, the mock draft simulator is already up. Oh. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> Mm, I'm almost tempted to run one like right now on the fly and just just to kind of see. Well, you know, it's not going to take best ball uh, oh, ranks into account, sad. is it? Let me see if let me see if it'll do if this will do a uh, scoring. If this will do best ball. Uh, no, it doesn't. It just does regular. OK, so best because best ball is going to be slightly different. It's going to be slightly different. Uh, um, Things going on. OK, I'm sorry. So you said you said who was your first was Henry. Henry, and your second was? Uh, McCaffrey or Kamara. I mean, you've been a big Alvin Kamara guy. So, so I'll that say does, Kamara. That shouldn't shock me. So go ahead. I would say Kamara. I love Christian McCaffrey. The problem is that dude just takes a beating all He's the time. out there a lot, and he got hurt last year or year before. Oh. Times are relevant in my head. Um, yep. But yeah. And Dalvin Cook. It's no. fantastic. But he's always <laughs> one cut away from missing the rest of the year. <laughs> exactly. And that's that's what I always worry about. Uh, Saquon Barkley. So, I mean, again, of these top four, Derrick Henry's the most durable easily. Mm-hmm. You know, Alvin Kamara there at five. Okay, so I can I can see that. I, I'm 
I'll take whoever I can get. I'll take any of those five, but I think Derrick Henry would be the top of my list too. I want to cut down to the wide receiver ranks because the wide the wide receiver one is the ninth overall player, and I'm a little bit kind of like, I don't know about this. And that's oh, yeah? Tyreek Hill. Hmm. Tyreek Hill, wide receiver one? Thoughts? Uh, I mean, he's he's definitely up there. I just feel like Tyreek Hill, I don't know, I've... I just, you know, he's not going to get 180 yards every game. You know, he's going to have games where he gets like 200 yards. And then I feel like there's other games where he's going to get like 12. See, for me, it comes down to separation. So there's a lot of separation in the running backs. You know what I mean? Exactly. Even in that top five, there are people you can put into an order. I don't see, I see it. And I'm looking at their breakdown by tier. Their top tier of wide receivers are Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams, Stephon Diggs. As much really? as a Chiefs fan as I am, is Stephon Diggs really that far behind Tyreek Hill that I wouldn't rather take a running back and settle for Diggs the next round? Not really. And then would you take Devontae Adams if Aaron Rodgers isn't going to play? No, he plummets down this list if Rodgers doesn't play. And then you know what do you, not you know? Because then there's yeah. DeAndre Hopkins. You know, that's what I was just going to bring up. up. There. He is the number four guy on the list. He is the top of tier two. So then you really? got to ask yourself, how much separation is there between Tyree Kill and DeAndre Hopkins or <clears throat> DK Metcalf? What about Justin Jefferson? Justin Jefferson, that's a stretch. After DK Metcalf, that's where I think you fall off your cliffs. It's, it's, their list is Tyree Kill, Devontae Adams, Stefan Diggs. Then tier two with DeAndre Hopkins. Okay, to me, that's the same tier. I much I just have a wider tier one. <clears throat> mm-hmm. A.J. Brown, I'm not sold on that. I would not have him in tier two. Then D.K. Metcalf. After that, it drops off a cliff. Because the next names are Calvin Ridley, Justin Jefferson, and Michael Thomas. Really? See, you know, I just looked at the rankings, and they had Allen Robinson as four. These, these guys have him at 11 between Julio and Keenan Allen. Hmm. Yeah, I, I just can't. I so to me, tier one is five guys. It's Hill, Adams, Diggs, Hopkins, and Metcalf. That's how I see it. So I would rather take. I would rather pass on Tyreek Hill in round one, and take a running back, a decent running back. <clears throat> that so let me let me go back to that list really quick. If I pass on Tyreek Hill, presuming rankings hold. The next best quarter running back is Aaron Jones. Would you rather have Aaron Jones and DK Metcalf or Tyreek Hill and Antonio Gibson? Uh, I'm going to take option one. <laughs> yeah. Yes, because I don't think there's that much separation, but there's separation. Don't get me wrong. Hill is a better choice than Metcalf in fantasy. Don't misunderstand me. <clears throat> it's just not that big of a gap. Exactly. Exactly. It's like, so, I mean, it's like deciding, well, you can only have one Tyreek Hill or Devontae Adams. If I put that on Twitter right now, I think it would probably be a 60% to 40% split. Mm -hmm. Most people would want Tyreek Hill, but it's not going to be such a huge gap that people are going to sit there and go, okay, why are we even having this conversation? Meanwhile, if I put out there on the internet, who would you rather have, Nick Chubb or Antonio (laughs) Gibson? I think that's a much larger margin. That's going to be like 80-20, at least. Yes! Yes! That's that's not going to be close. That is not going to be close. So I, I, I think that's that's interesting. Here's one thing I'll tell you this. In, in best ball, one of my best tips to give you, wait on tight end. Oh, God, draft yes. Three <laughs> of them. And yes, because they all break. So you definitely need Kelsey, more than one. Kelsey, Kittle, Waller, Andrews are all going to go in the first like five or six rounds. You don't need one of them because you're going to be able to pick up Noah Fant, Kyle Pitts, or Mike Jacecki four rounds later, and you might be able to get all three of them in back-to-back rounds. Exactly. (laughs) And you draft three because you know what happens to tight ends all the time? They miss time. Yeah, all the time. Travis Kelsey, I don't think, missed any time this year. Okay, I'm going down the list. George Kittle misses time. He's 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 missed a game now. The season hasn't even started yet, and he's already missed a game. 
Darren Waller gets beat up all the time. Mark Andrews missed time this last year. TJ Hawkinson missed time at the end of the year. Dallas Goddard, who is somehow on this list, missed time. Noah <laughs> Fant got hurt. Kyle Pitts is a rookie, right? So we can't count him. Robert Tanyan, I don't know if Tanyan missed time last year. Logan Thomas missed time. Jacecki missed time. Jonu Smith. Irv Smith Jr., Evan Ingram, Hunter Henry, Rob Gronkowski. Holy crap. Like <laughs> the 12 of the dead. top 16 are the walking dead. <laughs> Three quarters of the top 16 tight ends, according to Fantasy Pro's best ball, are walking dead. Do I need to go further than that? Tyler Higby missed time. Austin Hooper missed time. Blake Jarwin, didn't he have a season-ending injury? That was bad. I think somebody Zach Ertz. did. Zach Ertz missed time. Cole Komet. Cole Komet played two games and then missed so much time, I forgot he was still a bear. <laughs> it did, you know what? He might not have missed time. He might have just been bad. <laughs> I, just, like, I mean, of, maybe. <laughs> I remember. Yeah, so hold on. Hold on. I'm looking. No, all right. I take it back. Cole Komet was healthy for, well, was he? He wasn't, I see, it doesn't tell me, okay, it looks like he just wasn't, oh, okay, he missed one game. He missed week nine at Tennessee. That was it. That was it. Every other, every he appeared in every other game. He was just bad most of the time. He was, I used him in the one week he was good. He was a flex option for me in one of my DFS, and I was like, oh, Cole commits the man, and then he never did anything again. <laughs> but yeah, I'm just, I'm looking at this list. It's just like everyone here is either hurt or has been hurt or will be hurt in the next 12 months. So, so yes, do some best ball, go find some freebie best balls. I, I usually like to do a couple of mocks before, but it's a great way to warm up and to start recognizing names, even mm -hmm. working a podcast like we do part time, even with this, the, the, the amount of time and effort that Craig and I put into this, there are names that I'm just not going to know until I see somebody else talking about them. That's just the that's just the nature of fantasy football. There's always people out there with different information sets. So I'll be sitting here uh, in and and doing a best ball like six months from now or a month from now, and all of a sudden I see um, I'm going to pick a random name off this list that I don't recognize. Chuba Hubbard. Who? Exactly. <laughs> Who the hell is Chuba Hubbard? He is a. It looks like a rookie. Yep, he is a rookie for Carolina. He is okay. way, way down on the list. He is ADP like 166. All right. Do I need to know who that is? Yeah, I probably should. I probably should, particularly if I'm sitting here talking about Christian McCaffrey. How deep on the depth chart for Carolina is he? I don't know. Because, but, but best ball is a great way to get over that. Best ball is a way to expand. The, and he's the number two. He is the number two on the depth chart behind Christian McCaffrey. Hmm. If we're worried about Christian McCaffrey, then, you know, Chuba Howard might be the handcuff. That is true. Who's Handcuffs it? are very important in best ball. Yeah. <clears throat> particularly, particularly if you play with guys who have history, have an right. injury history. So really, just really quick, because I know we're well, we got time. Go for it. Time. So it's okay. you're in best ball, and I'm going to say, hypothetically, it's the fourth round. Yeah. Okay. And I'm going to give you four receivers' names and tell me who you would go for, okay? Okay. All right. So number one, Antonio Brown. Mm-hmm. Number two, Cole Beasley. Mm-hmm. Number three, Will Fuller, the fifth. Mm-hmm. Oh, and geez. <laughs> and lastly, Brandon Cooks. Okay, so so you're there sitting no... there. It's round four, and you're like, I need a receiver, and those are like the top four on the list. I'm probably addressing a different position, but if you're saying I've got to, <laughs> if you're if you're holding my feet to the fire, if it's round four, I'm probably drafting quarterback with that list. Um, <laughs> if you're holding my feet to the fire. None of them are good options. <laughs> so in best ball, if you don't have a good option, you go for the highest upside. So who has the highest upside there? Cole Beasley? Absolutely not. If the dude doesn't say something racist, he's a, he's a quad injury waiting to happen. Antonio Brown has a lot of potential upside. He's just not reliable. We don't know what's going to happen there. Who are the other two on the list? Uh, Will, uh, Will Fuller, Fuller, the fifth, and Brandon Cooks. 
Okay, Brandon Cooks has pro- proven, proven to me. I have been a big Brandon Cooks guy the last couple of years. He has proven to me I, he is not worthy of my love. So Brandon <laughs> Cooks comes off the list. So then it becomes to who's got the bigger potential in 2021, Antonio Brown or Will Fuller? And for me, it's got to be Will Fuller. Not because I think Will Fuller is going to be better than Antonio Brown, mm-hmm. but can you imagine if Will Fuller actually stayed healthy? That would be awesome. And, I'm just saying that if you're asking me if I got to take one of those two, I'm not excited about any of them. If you're telling me I got to take one of the two, best ball is all about getting stats where other people don't expect them to happen and putting together a roster because you can't do anything to manage it. So if you're asking me would I rather have Antonio Brown or Will Fuller, the answer is Will Fuller. And the other thing with best ball too, no lineup setting. One of the problems with Will Fuller is even if he's healthy, figuring out which games he's going to be good to start him. I don't have to do that in best ball. Best ball, I just set it and forget it. So the computer will start him for me automatically if he's decent. So that's where I go with it. I would probably go Will Fuller. now. But you got to answer your own question. you got to have thoughts on this, too. You hate all these guys, too. I do, too. I was on the Will Fuller bandwagon last year. Didn't work. Uh, Well, it worked for a few weeks, and then it stopped. Yeah. But if I was looking at that list, uh, I would probably also go with Will Fuller. Because, again, you know, Cole Cole Beasley's on the Bills. With Diggs there, nah. Brandon Cooks is in Houston. Sentence ends. (laughs) (laughs) And Antonio Brown, yeah, he's a good receiver. He was on the cover of Madden, but... I don't know. There's still something. I just feel like at any given point, we're going to see a news article about Antonio Brown and how he's going to miss the season because of X, Y, Z. So I think Will Fuller is the safest bet out of those four. I just want to remind a couple of folks, I think folks of a couple of things. Number one, Will Fuller's now in Miami. Yes. And that changes the equation. Number two, Will Fuller is now entering his sixth year and he has never played more than 14 games in a season. True. Never. He only played 11 games last year and he played, but he played 11 games last year. That's not terrible. Let me pull up his game log. Wasn't it from 2020? Wasn't he suspended at first? Did he have a suspend? Oh, he was suspended. Yeah, he was suspended for the year before. Five. Last five games, he missed a suspension. Yes. Yeah. Was that, was that, that was uh, a performance enhancing, right? Mm hmm. Yep. Here's the problem. I'm going to read down his yardage totals, and this is why he's a perfect best ball pick. Week one, starting with week one, 112 yards receiving. Yeah. Week two, <laughs> zero. Oh. Week three, 54 yards. Eh. Week four, 108. Ooh. 58. Eh. 123. Ooh. 35. Oh. 100. Yay. I mean, the week <laughs> before he got suspended, I'm just going to skip some weeks here. Week 11. He caught six balls for 171 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah. The dude is good when he's healthy and on the field. And while that may not be great in normal fantasy football, in best ball, he is not a bad option. I I had him on several best ball teams last year as a a late round pickup. I think he'll go a little earlier this year because he's in Miami and things are probably a little different for him. But yes. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. You have to look at best ball a little differently than your standard leagues because there is no ad drop. There is no trading. You get, you, you're stuck with what you draft. And it's also the reason why last year, if you paid attention, you heard they drafted Benny Snell everywhere. He did. <laughs> Benny Snell was the last pick in more than half of my best ball leagues mm-hmm. because. Connor was coming back off of injury. There was a rumor they were going to try and use Connor a little bit less. And I said to myself, if they use Connor less, they're going to use Benny Snell more. Was I right? No. <laughs> no, but I was you, wrong. You, I mean, the theory was sound, though. But that's the guy you got to look at it. I mean, that's the way you got to look at it. Don't forget, week one last year, I'm looking at the stats right now. Benny Snell had 113 yards rushing. He came really? out the door like he was going to be the next Jesus. 
And it just it didn't it didn't last. He had that one. He didn't have more than six, he had one more game at 84. He had a game. He only had three games all year last year, uh, last season with more than 50 yards rushing. But here's the thing. Those are also the only three games where he got double digit touches. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, he averaged four point six, uh, only three point seven five there. He, he he the fewer touches he gets, the lower. That's very interesting. I'm looking right now at his attempts. And his yardage numbers, I could probably draw a pretty stable graph out of this. The more he touches the ball, the better his yards per attempt are. Hmm. That's amazing. His best yards per attempt was in week one last year. He had 19 carries for 113 yards. That's a 5.95. I'm looking at several games where he was under two or three yards per carry, and they're all single-digit touches. Really? He's just he's just one of those guys. If you feed him the ball, he gets better as the game goes on, it looks like. Interesting. Interesting. I don't know. Anyway, but Craig is right. We are out of time. But, yeah, so if you start thinking about best ball, start thinking that way. You know, who can I get at the right value marker? But also, who am I reaching for? Because late in the draft – where am I going to look and find extra value that other people might miss? Where are those, where are the Will Fullers and the Benny Snells, the guys who might come out of nowhere and do something big? Those are the guys you're looking for in late in best ball drafts. Don't draft Benny Snell <laughs> over DeAndre Swift. No, don't do that. But if Benny Snell's there at the last two rounds, then yeah. You might want to stock up on him. If you don't have a handcuff. So, all right. Final thoughts, Craig, what do you got for me this week? Final thoughts. I can't believe we're talking about best ball. Yeah. Now's the time to start paying attention again. I know we told you for the last couple of weeks that we, uh, did a podcast, you know, it's nothing big is happening, but now we're in June before you know it, it's going to be like mid July and be like, dear God, I need to start looking at everything. So, you know, just prep yourself. Yeah. I mean, it's, believe it or not, I mean, this is episode, what, 42? Mm -hmm. We're probably not going to get the full 50 this year because we've been trying to be a little bit more flexible with our recording schedule and not let the season, the last couple of years, the season has just worn me down. So I've been trying not to let it do that to me this season so I can just continue to enjoy doing this because I do love doing this. Um, but it's going to be time for us to pull together the round table. Believe That's it right. or not. I mean, it's it's today is June 9th. I'm thinking like a week or two from now, I'm going to have to send out the email and say, contributors, get me your rankings. It's time to start putting together some numbers. Yep. Because yep. in July, we are going to kick off our fifth season at some point in July. We don't have an exact day for that yet. Um, we have to sit down and have another production meeting and not maybe not drink throughout this entire <laughs> one. Maybe we actually sit and actually do some work this time. Um, maybe. But we're going to have to sit down and figure out when that's going to be and then bring about our roundtable. But if you think about it, by the second week of August, it's draft season. We're, yeah. we're about eight weeks, if not less than from, from draft season. And Crazy talk. It's time to start getting ready. And let me say, and my final thought will just be best ball is a great way to start getting ready. That's true. You can start learning names and see what people are thinking of, you know. You take $10, you throw it into one of the sites that you like, and you do 10 $1 best balls, and you just start learning where people are looking. You just, exactly. it's, not, it's not the same. It's not going to give you all the information. But all of a sudden, you start seeing names that go at the same time every draft. You start to think to yourself, maybe I look at this guy. What do other people know? It gives you an opportunity to, to start to learn. It's good practice. So... All right, we'll be back next week. Um, leave us a review wherever you listen to us. Apple, Stitcher, Player FM, Audible. Audible um, anywhere you listen to us, please leave us a review. We do appreciate it. If you'd like to give us some direct feedback, we are FignutsDFS at gmail.com, or we are on Twitter at FignutsDFS. Um, and we're also on Facebook, the Football Fignuts Podcast. Please look us up there. We always like when folks touch base with us on Facebook as well. This is around the time of year where we start to get a lot of feedback, and, and, and we do appreciate it. Um, we are still waiting. I'm checking my email now. We are still on the short list of people waiting for an invite to Scott Fishbowl. Fingers, fingers crossed that we make that cut again. 
Um, but we hopefully that hopefully that will happen for us in the next couple of days, in which case we'll be happy to scream about that with you guys. And then we'll start talking about how we all can support fantasy cares when we get closer to that, too. My God, we're going to get busy. Yeah, it happens. <clears throat> it happens fast. <laughs> it does. It really, really does. I mean, one day you're sitting there playing Stardew Valley and the next thing you do, you're doing uh, you're doing rankings. So. Uh, but yes, so leave us a review, reach out to us. We always appreciate you listening. We always appreciate the feedback and, uh, you know, just, uh, getting ready for the season. We're very excited to be bringing you our fifth season. I can't believe it's been almost five years we've been doing this. So, um, maybe, maybe we won't, maybe before the season starts, we'll do a, a retrospective episode <laughs> where we can talk about, you know, the, the, the highs and lows of the, uh, the first four seasons before go. we go into the fifth season. So. We'll take a look at it, but we'll be back next week. Thank you so much again for listening to us. We really appreciate it until next week. My name is Britt. I'm Craig and we are the football fig nuts podcast. Hi, Deb.